Coming up on We Talk News this week, could the wait for safe banking be over? It's now safer banking, and there could be a vote in the Senate next week. Columbia Care, a giant MSO in the U.S., is now the cannabis company. Financial services app Square teams up with a cannabis company, Jane Technologies, in Canada. And a bipartisan U.S. House committee eases the path for federal employee hopefuls who've used cannabis in the past. Speaking of bipartisan, who do you think enjoys weed more, Republicans or Democrats? The answer might surprise you. One more exciting thing, the brand new brand that is coming to Missouri, one that I personally am so excited for is Tequila. That's right, Method Man's brand is coming to Missouri. All that in Coast to Coast Cannabis Reports on We Talk News with Elena Pinto, next. We are pro-cannabis media. Welcome to Weed Talk News. I'm Elena Pinto. This is Pro Cannabis Media's weekly roundup of cannabis news from coast to coast and around the world. We've got an update on the safe banking bill that's been renamed the safer banking bill, a brand name change for an MSO. And if you won the Emerald Cup for growing in California, guess who might be coming to personally congratulate you? Woody Harrelson. So first, we start in Washington, D.C., where federal reform continues to move at a snail's pace, or cannabis standard time, like one step forward, two steps backward. But all signs from our nation's capital are pointing toward the U.S. Senate voting on opening the banks to the cannabis industry and getting rid of the prejudicial 280E tax clause. The Safe Banking Act that the U.S. House passed seven times over the past five years is now the Safer Banking Act, and a committee markup is scheduled for September 27th. It would be the first step in moving forward toward a full vote and with more on federal reform efforts in Washington, D.C., here's Andrew Beringer. We turn now to our state-by-state -state reports. We start in Ohio, where voters will have the right to pass an adult-use legalization law that will be on the ballot in November. The Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol is a citizen initiative that allows for regulations, home grow, manufacturing, commercial growing, and a 10% tax. If Ohio citizens pass it, and there is some indication that it will, it will become law. Last week, we reported that there are still some Republicans in the Senate who want to add amendments to that voter-approved law if it passes. But our man in Ohio is Attorney Harry Bernstein, who is worried about a precedent of legislatures changing the public's will. It's a, it's a direct attack on democracy, period. They can call it what they want. So now today, it's interesting. Something came across a story today, and I think it was – I don't want to quote the source if I don't know, which isn't very – but effectively, it said that there's enough Republicans now 
that if it did if the law did pass here, which we expect in November, that they would not override it. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to not amend it. So any law can be amended. Now, what they're talking about is, you know, is messing with home grow rules. But I think what's going to do is going to give them cover to make a cash grab. In New York, the battle for a fair and just cannabis market continues in court. But now New York farmers may have an even more challenging issue slowing down production and distribution. It's mold. And our New York correspondent, Pam Schmiel, has more on its implications for the new market. I'm Pam Schmiel with the New York Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. It seems that New York's cannabis industry now has a serious mold problem. New York mandated that cultivators grow outdoors, not indoors, to encourage sustainability. But a recent investigation led by the editor of the New York Cannabis Insider newspaper exposed random testing results of top-selling weed strains available at New York's licensed dispensaries. The report claims the test results show microbial levels 10 to 250 times higher than what is allowed under the state's laws. The newspaper also reports that New York labs are misreporting test results to hush the problem. And what's most alarming is state regulators are taking a hands-off approach and leaving it up to the farmers to decide if their products are safe for the public. And at a recent public meeting held by the Office of Cannabis Management, it was an emotional outcry where a farmer wore a noose around his neck and claimed he is about to hang himself because of the botched rollout of the New York cannabis industry. And there is a public uproar because the Office of Cannabis Management removed the farmer's comments along with others from a public video of the meeting. And that's one example of the drama unfolding at these meetings. I'm Pam Schmiel with the New York Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. In New York City this week, a three-day innovation seminar for the industry hosted by Fast Company. Our New Jersey reporter, Jill Goldsbury, was there and got to talk with Al Harrington, the former NBA star who is a cannabis advocate. Hey guys, what's up? It's Jill here with Pro Cannabis Media. I'm here at the Fast Company Innovation Festival, and we are here at the very first Cannabis Equity Panel. And who's going to be on that panel? Arcview, Viola Brands, and the Office of Cannabis Management are expected to appear today on the panel. This is the second of three days of the Innovation Festival put on by Fast Company, a media company from New York. And there are seminars, panel discussions, networking, and quite a few speakers. Some of them you may even know. On this panel of all-stars, we are looking at Gene Sullivan from ArcView, Damien Fajon from the Office of Cannabis Management, and former NBA basketball player and cannabis advocate Al Harrington who has his Viola brand based in Colorado. And he continues to preach the responsible use of this plant medicine. You know, we need to just continue to see progress, you know, within the industry um, from legislative all around, right? Um, You know, medical is obviously very, very important because I think a lot of people envision, you know, cannabis being a prescription kind of product, right? 
which, you know, I think, you know, as they continue to do all the testing and start understanding all the cannabinoids that are in the plant, that, you know, there will be some that will be for, you know, some very serious medical issues. But there's also still, like, the everyday users and the people that just want to use because it allows them to relax, calm down. I'm Jill from Pro Cannabis Media in New Jersey. Another state that may hold the record for the speed of opening their medicinal market is Oklahoma. There are over 2,000 medical dispensaries operating in that state, and now five of them are being shut down for violations. A routine inspection in Ponca City of 19 dispensaries found that five of them have been selling legacy market cannabis that is untested. So they have shut them down and confiscated the illegal weed. In total, the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority confiscated over 4,500 pounds and over 14,000 illegally grown total plants. Trulieve, a multi-state operator that dominates the Florida market, is suing two former employees and five Arizona state vendors for racketeering and kickbacks. Karen Black is our Arizona correspondent and has more. Our dynamic duo of international correspondents are back this week. Lex Pelger covers a European market for us, and Debbie Facey is in Canada. I'm Lex Pelger from Whitewell Creations with this week's European Cannabis Report for Wheat Talk News. In Malta, the first two licenses have finally been granted to cannabis associations to allow them to start building growing facilities. Over two and a half years since the law was first introduced, the process has been plagued by delays in issuing regulations that saw the first head of the Oversight Committee fired. Prime Minister Robert Abella has said that he was frustrated by delays and was pushing for things to move faster. After new rules were spelled out in January, these two licenses now allow for construction, but not yet for the actual growing. That operating permit will come after a final inspection. In a surprise announcement in Italy, the Minister of Health declared CBD oil to be a narcotic only prescribable by a doctor. The Minister of Health reversed their earlier decree in 2020 that allowed it as a medicinal product and which led to a flowering of hemp CBD shops across the country. But this announcement continues a crackdown by the Maloney administration, which included police raids at a recent international hemp expo. The Italian hemp industry has already begun a strong pushback against the decree. Finally, two updates from the French-speaking areas of Europe. In Belgium, the Deputy Prime Minister has declared she supports cannabis legalization. She said that we must end the hypocrisy because other crimes have a far greater negative impact on societal life. But in France, insiders are unsure whether the government will even include any funds for medical cannabis in next year's budget. Currently, there's a very small pilot program, but even that might wither if the funds disappear. That's the European Cannabis Report for this week. For more on the science side, see my newsletter on Substack, Cannabinoids and the People. I'm Lex Belger from Whitewell Creations reporting for We Talk News. This is your Canadian correspondent, Debbie Facey, with We Talk News with the Canadian Trade of the Week. What we have this week in the news is since Bazam and the Arcanic Dutchman merged, Bazam has now saved a whopping $20 million due to their monetization and their declining of associates and facilities that they no longer have to pay. Next, what we have in Canada is the number of registered licensed medical patients. Since the legalization of in 2018, the number has declined 38%. And that was up to, or sorry, I should say, that is up to the data date of the first six months of 2023. 
as of right now, we don't really have the data or I should say the reasoning why, but hopefully we do and I'm able to share that all with you. And last but not least, we had Hall of Flowers, the second annual trade show here in Toronto, Ontario, which not only brings the brands, the retailers, and the LPs together, but this year they also allowed some of the butt tenders as well. This was a great way to not only build relationships with some of the brands and LPs, but to also create partnerships as well when it came to the retailers, LPs, and the brands. This is Debbie Facey, your correspondent for We Talk News with the KD Trade of the Week. Peace. Now let's take a look at some of the major stories involving the publicly traded cannabis companies. One of the biggest is Columbia Care. You might remember that Columbia Care and Cresco Labs had been talking about a merger for months. But at the 11th hour, that deal fell apart. Now, Columbia Care is rebranding their parent company as the Cannabis one of the original vertically integrated MSOs. The Cannabis has over 170 dispensary licenses and will operate in 16 markets all over the U.S. Their official legal name now is the Cannabis Company Holdings and will begin trading on the Canadian market under the acronym of CBST. Our public sector analyst is Doug Miller, so let's see what he has to say about it and what reaction stocks have seen since the safer banking bill moves forward in Washington, D.C. Limits on the amount of THC allowed by law differs from state to state, and many consumers still believe the higher percentage of THC is an indicator of a more potent strain. It is not. Terpenes dictate the power and general effect of each strain, but since everyone has a different tolerance, an endocannabinoid system limiting the percentage of THC in each plant is really not something lawmakers should be concerned with. That debate is now happening in the state of Vermont. And the medical green nurse up there is Jessie Lynn Dolan, so here's her Vermont Cannabis Report sponsored by Canatrol. In Florida, the push for adult use legalization of cannabis continues, and it will be on the ballot in November. However, there's a new initiative on the behalf of the over 800,000 medical patients in the Sunshine State. They want to be able to grow their own cannabis in their homes or on their property. Many states do have homegrown written into their legal regulations, but it's still an issue in New Jersey and now in Florida. Once again, another signature initiative is underway that will allow medicinal patients to grow their own medicine. Many other legal states limit the amount of plants grown to six per adult per dwelling, and this right to grow your own medicine never ends whether cannabis possession is legal or not. Best case of that recently is in Oregon. That's where Marianne Krasaji files her report. I'm Marianne from Alibi with this week's Oregon Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. As reported here several weeks ago, a group of Oregon cannabis growers sued the state over the restrictive aspergillus testing rules. The rules allowed zero aspergillus and was a pass-fail test. Since aspergillus is ubiquitous in the environment and there have been no cases that aspergillus has sickened any Oregonian due to cannabis, a judge issued a stay of the testing requirements. This week, the OLCC finally released guidance for any products that have failed aspergillus testing and is adjusting the status in metric 
and allowing the sale and transfer of these products. The Oregon Health Authority has scheduled a Rules Advisory Committee on October 11 to review new proposed rules for aspergillus testing. And finally, enforcement continues for illegal grows in Southern Oregon. During July and August, 14 warrants were issued and over 24,000 plants were seized and destroyed. That'll do it for the Oregon Report this week. I'm Marianne with Alibi for Weed Talk News. Here in Massachusetts, there is all sorts of chaos going on with the Cannabis Control Commission. Last week, the Commissioner Shannon O'Brien was suspended by the state treasurer, Deborah Goldberg, and we are still trying to find out why. So now, marketing billboards are the target of the state house, and Jimmy Young has more in his Bay State Cannabis Report, sponsored by CNA Stores. In the show-me state of Missouri, it seems every month they set a new sales record, but this time a decline in sales for the first time in a long time. And state regulators are getting defensive about how they handled that massive product recall. Brandon Jones has a Missouri report brought to you by Baker Brands. Hey everybody, it's Brandon Jones with Be Green Distribution with Missouri Cater Support for We Talk News, sponsored by my friends at Baker Brands. And yes, Elena, we have seen a little bit of a dip in sales, but I mean, we did have a whole lot of products taken off the shelf. It's kind of hard to sell something if there's nothing on the shelf. And yeah, we did have a little bit of a weird thing of how all the products were taken back, uh, why they were taken, the time frame, and just what the actual regulations that they violated were. So a lot of my friends that had a lot of the licenses were just wondering, you know, exactly what did they violate and how can they make sure they don't do it again in the future. But on a very high note, we do have some great Events coming up here in September this Saturday. I'm actually getting to host the Canna Games at Smoky River, headlined by Paul Wall. Coming out here at Smoky River, you can actually have cannabis, food trucks, the whole thing. And it's at Riverbend here in Kansas City. And then they have another event the 13th. And one more exciting thing. I'm sneaking away to grab something fun. One more exciting thing. A brand new brand that is coming to Missouri. One that I personally am so excited for is Tuka. That's right. Method Man's brand is coming to Missouri. Look for it soon. So again, I'm Brandon Jones with Bee Green Distribution with the Missouri Cater Support for We Talk News. Everybody stay educated and medicated. And you know I will. In Texas, cannabis is still illegal, but hemp is king. Now a hemp company is in trouble with the Securities Exchange Commission. A Texas manufacturer of hemp CBD inhales allegedly attempted to scam investors out of millions of dollars over a three-year period from April 2020 to May 2023. Rapid Therapeutic Science Laboratories and its founder, Donald Schmidt, also allegedly committed securities fraud. There's always something going on in the cannabis industry in California, and this time a new labeling regulation has the industry in an uproar. Here's our California reporter, Lavanna Vassal, with that story. The sales records continues to fall in New England states, and even though Connecticut is the latest to open an adult use market, that state set another sales record in August. Here's Angie Seifert with the Connecticut Cannabis Report. In Illinois, the cannabis industry continues to be stigmatized. Social equity has been a mess and licenses are going to the highest bidders. Now, payroll companies are singling out the industry by refusing to allow them to be used. Thomas Howard of Cannabis Legalization News has more. 
And finally tonight, there is a new survey on the cannabis consumption habits of the two political parties in the U.S., Democrats or Republicans. Well, it all depends on the data collected by the Brightfield Group. The survey was conducted by the U.S. Cannabis Consumer Insights Group, who asked over 5,000 current consumers in legal states what was their political affiliation plus their consumption habits. Of those consumers, 39% identified as Democrats, 20% Republicans, and 27% Independent. Here are some of the results. 48% of those polled shared that they consume multiple times a day, when you look at just the Republicans, that number goes up to 54%. Not sure what these results mean, other than the users of both parties might want to con contact their representatives to get that banking bill passed. The industry needs it, and so do the consumers. And that's Weed Talk News for this week. I'm Elena Pinto for Weed Talk News. And remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. See you next time.